Hello, and wherever you are today, the Lord be with you. I'm Colin Hesketh, reader at St Matthew's Church in the parish of Wigan West of Church Wigan. It's Thursday the 16th of July, and our psalm today, which we used at the Church Wigan Facebook Live Morning Prayer, is Psalm 115. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory, for the sake of your loving mercy and truth. Why should the nation say, Where is now their God? As for our God, he is in heaven, he does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak. Eyes have they, but cannot see. They have ears, but cannot hear. Noses have they, but cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. Feet have they, but cannot walk. Not a whisper do they make from their throats. Those who make them shall become like them and so will all who put their trust in them. But you, Israel, put your trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us, and he will bless us. May he bless the house of Israel. May he bless the house of Aaron. May he bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great together. May the Lord increase you more and more, you and your children after you. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has entrusted to his children. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor those gone down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth for evermore. Alleluia. For the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When we read through Psalm 115, there are a few different themes that we could reflect on. The psalmist focuses on the folly of those who create idols to worship, then moves on to the theme of trust in God, before describing the blessings the Lord bestows on those who do believe and trust in him. However, as I reflected on this psalm, I was drawn back to the very first verse, which is probably the most popular and well-known verse of this psalm. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory for the sake of your loving mercy and truth. Various leaders have quoted this verse at pivotal points in history. For example, William Wilberforce, 
the famous British statesman who fought to abolish slavery for 40 years. He loved the Psalms and was famous for being able to recite Psalm 119 with all its 176 verses off by heart. The story goes that after Parliament finally passed the bill to abolish slavery, William Wilberforce went home where he then meditated on these words. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give the glory, for the sake of your loving mercy and truth. What an appropriate response to a major victory. For surely, given his fight to abolish slavery, how often must he have prayed to God for this result? And he recognised that the only reason he achieved this victory was because God was at work through what he said and did. This verse is quoted in the first collected matins in the special office of thanksgiving instituted by the Act of Parliament of Great Britain following the failure of the gunpowder plot in 1605 and added to the Book of Common Prayer. For those of you who have studied Latin or enjoy choral music, you may recognise the phrase Non nobis domine, non nobis, sed nomine tuo de gloriam, which translated is again this first verse, but using the King James Version reads Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to thy name give the glory. This text has been the source of many choral pieces by various composers to modern-day Christian artists. Shakespeare, in Henry V, Act 4, Scene 8, has the king proclaim the singing of both the Non Nobis and the Te Deum after the victory at Agincourt, and this Latin phrase is also the motto of the Knights Templar. How often do we hear that we live in an increasingly self-centred society? If this is true, then this verse becomes even more contrary to society's expectations. This verse is itself a prayer for the standard that we should strive to achieve in how we live our lives. The singer of this psalm understood that when God did wonderful things, the glory should be given to God, not to God's people, even if they are, in some sense, active in the work. The glory should go unto God and his holy name. At the centre of the universe is not self, but God. Since the Garden of Eden, Humanity has tried to compete with God's glory, but as St. Paul writes in his letter to the Romans, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Because of sin, we want to be our own king. We want praise. After all, how good does it feel to receive praise when we do achieve something significant? 
the idea of submitting to another authority, in other words, allowing that authority to dictate how we live our lives and what we do with our lives, is one that is contrary to the way society expects us to live. So to submit to God's authority is not an easy thing to do. But God will not share his glory with another. To quote Isaiah, For my own sake, for my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. And our greatest good and highest joy will come when we live for God's glory, not our own. Our problems in life come when we fail to live for God's glory. If we agree that our culture today is self-centred, then we desperately need the message of verse 1. Self-absorption doesn't satisfy. It turns off others and it dishonours God. We need a dynamic encounter with God that makes us long for him and his glory rather than our own glory and our selfish desires. We need to live by the lines from A.B. Simpson's hymn Not I, but Christ, be honoured, loved, exalted. Not I, but Christ, be seen, be known, be heard. Not I, but Christ, in every look and action. Not I, but Christ, in every thought and word. In the second part of verse 1, the psalmist tells us why God should receive glory. For the sake of your loving mercy and truth. God's mercy and faithfulness are two attributes identified with God's covenant to his people. The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. The mercy of God alone means that he is worthy of praise and glory, not his people who receive his mercy. We may add to that his truth, because truth is grounded in him and not in his people. So this verse is a prayer that would do us no harm to pray on a daily basis. But as we do pray it, perhaps we should also bear one more thing in mind. Psalm 115 is a continuation of the collection of the Egyptian Hallel Psalms, Psalms 113 to 118, sung by the Jews during their Passover celebrations. It therefore makes up part of the hymns which would have been sung by Jesus and his disciples on the night he was betrayed and arrested, the night before his crucifixion. It is especially meaningful to consider these words in the heart and on the lips of Jesus during those great moments. Not unto us, but to your name give glory.
Singing these words must have moved Jesus in a way beyond our comprehension. Think of the turmoil he was going through, seen later in the evening, when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. He knew what he faced. He knew his death was imminent, but despite his turmoil, he submitted to God's authority, placing his trust fully in his Father and knowing that what was to happen was for God's glory. Psalm 115 verse 1 is a prayer for all Christians at all times. We are meant to live for God's glory, not our own. As St. Paul writes in his first letter to the Corinthians, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So ask yourself this today. Does this verse reflect your heart's desire? Not to us, Lord. Not to us, but to your name give the glory, for the sake of your loving mercy and truth. Amen. So let us end by praying. Together with disciples of Jesus across Wigan, throughout Liverpool Diocese and around the world, we pray in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. May God bless us all today and every day.